Let's just pray together. Wait, first, I have a question for you. How many of you, do you feel like you could use a little wisdom in your life? Anybody? Yeah, okay. You know what? We come to Chick Connection to meet with God. And his word says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of me and I will pour it out liberally. He wants to pour wisdom into our lives, but he also wants us to ask. And I believe that today he's going to pour wisdom into our lives if we ask, if we open our hearts and ask him to speak to each one of us individually. So as we pray together this morning, I want us to do that. And just personally as we pray, ask him to speak wisdom into your life, all right? Father, we come before you right now, and God, we just open our hearts wide to you. And Father, we ask for divine wisdom to be spoken into our lives today, God. Father, you know each woman here. You know every circumstance surrounding her life, and you know what she is in need of. And Father, I pray that you will speak divine wisdom and guidance into each and every woman's life. God, give us ears and hearts to hear and to receive and to apply your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I missed you girls last week. I wasn't here, but I know Maureen did a great job. Let's just, yes, give her a great hand. We love you, Maureen, and appreciate you so much. Well, we are just continuing in our series here at Chick Connection. And here recently, we've been talking about loving others. And you know, when you talk about loving others, sometimes there's some questions that arise like, well, how much is enough? And why do I sometimes feel like a doormat? And Sometimes I feel a little taken advantage of. And is it ever okay to say no? Questions like this arise sometimes. Have you ever had questions like that? Yeah. Well, I think if we are talking about loving others, if we don't address some of these types of questions, that we do this subject a disservice. Because we are called to love wisely. Yes, we are created to love, to extend the love of God, but we're also created to love wisely. And in Proverbs 1, verse 3, it says, Receive instruction in wise dealing and the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, justice, and integrity. I love that. Wise thoughtfulness. Ladies, we need to learn how to love others wisely using the wisdom of God. And I believe the key to that discipline of wise thoughtfulness or that key to loving wisely is found in establishing godly scriptural boundaries in our lives. Because it is guaranteed that if we do not have boundaries in our lives, godly boundaries, that we will get ourselves into situations where we will love unwisely. And so if we want to love wisely, we need to have godly scriptural boundaries in our lives. So today, 
in that context of loving wisely, I want us to answer four questions about boundaries. The what, the who, the when, and the how. Okay? Now there is so much that we could get into on the subject of boundaries today. But we are going to do this briefly, and we are going to keep it in the context of loving others and hit on some key things, all right? So our first question is what? What is a boundary? Now, we all have seen physical, tangible boundaries. If you buy a home or a piece of land, there is a property line that is a boundary, right? It tells the property owner where their property ends and someone else's begins. It defines the area that belongs to that owner. And it also defines the area that they are legally responsible for, right? Okay. What other types of physical boundaries do we see? Sometimes a fence is a boundary, right? Sometimes there's a fence, a tall fence around a piece of property that is there to keep out those that shouldn't be there, to keep out burglars or thieves, right? To keep in what should be inside the fence and out what needs to stay outside the fence, right? Sometimes signs are physical, tangible boundaries, right? You might see signs that say, do not enter danger zone, right? There's all kinds of physical boundaries like that. But then there are also intangible boundaries that are just as real, but a little harder to see. But they do the same things. They define us. They show the areas of responsibility. They protect us from danger. They keep in what should be in, and they are there to keep out what doesn't need to come in. Imagine if you bought a home in a big, beautiful neighborhood, hundreds of homes in this neighborhood, and you buy this home, and then you say, okay, now where is the property line? Oh, well, there are no property lines here in this neighborhood. What do you mean there are no property lines? Oh, no, this is your house, but you're responsible for all of this land. Huh? What do you mean I'm responsible for all of this land? There's no fences, there's no walls around people's backyards. This is your house, but you're responsible for all of this. Oh my gosh, what do I do? Where do I start? It'd be a little overwhelming. Um, well, where do I plant grass? And where do I plant the flowers? And how do I take care of all this land? And oh my goodness, that would be like so um, expensive. I can't plant grass for this all, whole area. I can't plant flowers for all this area. That would be so much expense and so much work. And then, and I don't even know how to lay that out and design that. And, and then the expense of the upkeep, it would be so overwhelming, wouldn't it? And we would be exhausted and our resources would be depleted, right? Well, very often, that's what happens to us mentally, spiritually, emotionally, when we have no boundaries in our life. We end up being exhausted, run down, completely depleted, finding ourselves not in a good place. 
But in Proverbs 4, verse 23, familiar scripture to many of us, it says, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. You see, boundaries will help us guard and protect our heart, but they will also determine the expanse of our lives, the, the springs of our life, the, the influence of our lives. It's so important that we have boundaries in place to guard and protect our heart, keeping out of our heart the things that don't need to be there and allowing in the things that do need to be there. And you know, it says, guard your heart. Guard your own heart. We are never commanded in scripture to take control over others or to try to guard someone else's heart. So why do we spend so much time trying to do that? Surely none of you here ever try to do that. Do you? We don't like to admit it. But so often, we want to guard someone else's heart. That is not what God calls us to do. So if we're going to see what boundaries are, we need to see what boundaries are not. Boundaries are not there to control anyone else. Boundaries are not to threaten. Boundaries are not to manipulate. Boundaries are not to control what someone else does. And boundaries are not walls of isolation that we hide behind. Boundaries are about us. Us living the lives that God created us to live. Boundaries define us. Boundaries determine our area of responsibility. And boundaries protect us. Okay? That's what boundaries are. Our next question is, who? Who should have boundaries? Did you know that Jesus had boundaries? Jesus absolutely had boundaries. Jesus helped those who came to him. He helped to those who wanted help, but he didn't help everybody. He did not carry a sense of obligation to help every single person that he ever passed by. Did you ever stop to realize that? He helped to those who came to him. He helped to those who wanted help. In John 5, it says that there were a lot of sick, blind, and lame people laying around the pool of Bethesda, but Jesus only spoke to one. And he asked him if he was serious about being well. Jesus helps those who want to be helped. He had a boundary in place. There were other times when there were multitudes following Jesus, and he slipped away to a secluded place to be able to get away and pray. His own spiritual nourishment was a priority in his life. He had a boundary in place that said, 
the crowds, the busyness, it's not going to distract me from making sure I stay strong spiritually, stay where I need to be, have that time talking with the Father, hearing what he's saying, getting his wisdom and direction. He had that boundary in place. In John 6, there were religious leaders who were murmuring behind Jesus' back. And I think Jesus had a boundary in place that said, uh-uh, you're not going to murmur behind my back. Because when he heard the murmuring behind his back, he said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. And then he began to speak into what it was that they were murmuring about. He called them on the carpet right there. I love that. <laughs> he had that boundary in place that he wasn't going to let murmuring go on behind his back. He wasn't rude about it. He wasn't nasty about it. He just spoke clearly. Nope, there won't be any murmuring. And he spoke into what it was that they were talking about. Jesus never caved in or cowered to the criticism of religious leaders around him. So often, we can cower to criticism or we can lash back maliciously. Jesus didn't do that either. He responded very often with a question to them, didn't he? He asked them a question to get them to think. He also responded to them with the authority of the word. And he refused to pick up offenses. No matter what was said to him, no matter what was done to him, he had a boundary in place. I'm not going to pick up an offense. I'm not going to get upset. I am not going to pick up an offense over that. He wasn't easily swayed by his friends. You know, there's many times in the Bible where the disciples were trying to get him to just get away. Oh, can't we just go stop what we're doing? We need to eat. We need to sleep. Now, Jesus made sure that he took time for those things. But when he knew there was an assignment at hand from the Father, he did not let his friends, his buddies, those he hung out with, the disciples, pressure him into going in a different direction. He had a boundary in place that he said, no, when the Father is telling me to do something, I'm going to be focused and nothing's going to distract me and get me to do something else. Jesus set boundaries by refusing to give in to the devil's temptations in the wilderness. Remember, the devil's tempting him, and he just responds with the word. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And time after time, he brings the word back to the devil. We need to have a boundary in place with the devil. You know that? That we refuse to listen to his lies. That we refuse to let his thoughts plague our minds and create turmoil in our minds. Jesus had all kinds of boundaries. There's so many more that we could talk about. But if Jesus had boundaries, don't you think that means that we should have boundaries? We are created in his image, in his likeness. We are told to be imitators of him. That means that we are created to have boundaries. In Genesis chapter 1, not only do we see that we're made in his image and his likeness, but it also tells us that we've been given dominion on this earth. That means we're created to take responsibility for certain things on this earth. That means we need to know what things 
we are supposed to take responsibility for and what things we're not to take responsibility for. Because if we continue to take on everything that's not ours to take on, what's going to happen? We're going to burn out. We're going to be exhausted. We're going to be depleted. And we will have nothing to give. We cannot do everything for everyone. Did Jesus? No. And in those days of him walking on the earth, he did not stop and do everything for everyone. So why do we think we should? He gives us the example to follow. We are created to have boundaries. So often people say, well, should Christians really have boundaries? I mean, isn't that kind of selfish? I don't know. That's not very loving to have boundaries, is it? Yes. We can absolutely set boundaries and still be loving followers of Jesus. God did not call us to let people use us, ladies. Love is not letting people use you. Love is being led by God to know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and how much to do. Okay? So we've said what boundaries are. We've said who needs boundaries. I do. All of us do. Third question, why? Why do we need boundaries? We already said that boundaries define us, right? But let's talk about that just a little bit further. What do they define? Boundaries define who we are. Boundaries define what we value. They define what we will accept and be part of and what we will not accept and be part of. You know, the word shows numerous examples of what God is and what God is not. He is light. He is not darkness. We need to know what we are and what we are not. It's so important. Boundaries help us know how to love others without damaging ourselves and our families in the process. Because sometimes when we jump in to help out of compulsion, we end up bringing harm to ourselves and our families. We've got to be wise in our loving. Boundaries help us know how to do that. Boundaries help us walk out that wise thoughtfulness. Boundaries help us navigate daily life in a healthy way, knowing when to say yes and when to say no. Do you ever have trouble knowing when to say yes and when to say no? Sometimes we have a hard time saying no, don't we? Boundaries help us with that. Boundaries are absolutely not selfish. So many Christians think that boundaries are selfish. Jesus had boundaries. We've got to understand that boundaries are not selfish. Boundaries are healthy, and they help us stay on track as a healthy follower of Jesus. And we've got to realize that today's boundaries will determine our future. They shape us, they mold us, they keep us on track and determine where we are going. Another reason we need to have boundaries is because a lack of boundaries can be very destructive. 
Clinical psychologists have stated that many issues such as depression, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, addictions, impulsive disorders, guilt problems, shame issues, panic disorders, and marital and relationship struggles find their root and conflict in the lack of boundaries. Boundaries help us live a healthy life, the life God created us to live. All right? So that's the why of we need boundaries. So now, where I really want us to focus in today is the how. How do we set and enforce boundaries in our lives? You know, the Word gives us plenty of examples of people who set boundaries in their lives. And I'm so thankful for that. One of them we've talked about here not too long ago in the story of the Good Samaritan. You know, the Good Samaritan, he did what he could do to help that one who had been left on the side of the road by the robbers. And he went over and he cared for him and bandaged his wounds and he took him to the inn and continued to care for him. And then he paid the innkeeper for the night stay. And he said, now take care of him, I have to go. But when I come back through, I'll check in and see if I owe you more money. He didn't stay there and do everything for him. He had to leave. We don't know why. We don't know what was going on, but he probably had other responsibilities that he needed to take care of. And we don't know what the conversation was between that one who had been left at the side of the road and the Good Samaritan. You know, maybe the Good Samaritan went to leave and the other one says, wait a minute, what, you're leaving? Oh, you can't leave me. Oh no, I don't have anyone else. Who's gonna take care of me? I need you to stay and take care of me. Oh, how could you call yourself a Christian and leave me? I need you to stay. Have you ever encountered situations like that? We don't know what the dialogue was between them. But whatever it was, the Good Samaritan did his part to care for him, and then he went on his way. And if he had stayed, who knows? He could have neglected personal responsibilities. He could have put his business in jeopardy. He could have financially impacted his family at that time because of neglecting other responsibilities. We don't know, but he stood firm and he did his part and then he went on to take care of his responsibilities. He had boundaries in place. We can all do something, but we don't have to do everything. Everybody say that. I don't have to do everything. That's right. We are part of a body, and we can do our part, and God will send others to do their part. But can I just give you a little tidbit here? So often we can get that first part, okay, I, I, can, I only have to do my part, but then we start looking for the others to do their part, and then we want to tell them what their part is. <laughs> no, we are responsible for us, <laughs> okay? We do our part, and then we trust God. God can find others to do their part just fine, okay? All right? Okay. <laughs> okay, so the word gives us great 
examples of people who set boundaries. But then the word itself gives us the boundaries to set. It gives us the safety zones for life. The boundaries in God's word are not to restrict us. They're not to confine us. They actually bring freedom and life to us. Now, we have a choice. God gives us a will. We can choose to live inside his boundaries and experience that thriving life and those blessings, or we can choose to live outside of his boundary and experience his challenges and difficulties that come when we're outside God's boundaries for us. But we need to understand that there are boundaries in his word for every situation that we could encounter. So we need to recognize what those boundaries are in his word, and then we need to be able to enforce them, and we enforce them through communication and action, okay? Now, sometimes people don't like it when we have boundaries. Sometimes people disrespect our boundaries. Sometimes people want to push our boundaries. And then what do we do? And we lash out at them. How dare you? Da, 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 da. Not that any of you would ever <laughs> lash out at anyone. We usually do one of two things. We either lash out at them or we run to somebody else to talk about them. I can't believe they did that. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I cannot believe they did that to me. I cannot believe they disrespected me that way. Are we disrespecting them by going and talking to someone else? So we're responding with communication, sure. We're either yelling at them or we're complaining to someone else. Are either of those healthy communication? Uh, no. We need to understand that we enforce boundaries with healthy communication and with our actions. Too often we run from healthy communication because we're afraid of confrontation. Healthy communication doesn't have to be an ugly confrontation. It's just speaking the truth in love. That's what we're created to do. That's what God asks us to do. But we have to realize how important this is because unenforced boundaries are the same as non-existent boundaries. Did you hear that? Unenforced boundaries are the same as non-existent boundaries. And what does that mean? When people walk on us, when people take advantage of us, if we haven't established and enforced boundaries, whose fault is it? It's ours. It's not theirs. It is ours. And we need to take responsibility for what is ours and learn how to implement healthy, godly, scriptural boundaries. So, what I want us to do is look at some boundaries in God's Word and then apply them to life's situations, okay? There's so many, and we don't have time to talk about all of them, but we're going to take a few today. First of all, did you know that God does not enable irresponsible behavior? In 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10, it says if someone doesn't work, they don't eat. That simple. In Proverbs 16, 26, it says your own hunger will be your incentive to work. 
Have you ever had someone really irresponsible in your life? Maybe you've even had someone who you've taken responsibility for because they've refused to take responsibility for themselves. Now remember that proverb we just read? It says their own hunger will be their incentive to work. We've got to realize that if we are providing everything for them, if we are taking care of their every need, we may just have removed their incentive to take responsibility for themselves. Sometimes our good intentions can get in God's way. The word also clearly states that there are consequences for our behavior, right? In Galatians 6, it says a man reaps what he sows. Have you ever been around someone who continually sows unhealthy things into their life? Sure, we've all seen people like that. And sometimes we can try to jump in to help them, to save them, to rescue them from those bad consequences. But when we interrupt the law of sowing and reaping in someone else's life, we just may be preventing that one thing that is going to turn them around. Because sometimes it's the consequence of our behavior that shakes us and causes us to change. We need to be so careful. So what do we do in situations like this? What do we do when there's someone in our life that is acting so irresponsibly or is sowing negative things into their life and we know they're going to be reaping those things in their life? What do we do? First of all, we've got to stop and ask God our part. Not just jump in out of compassion and compulsion. We've got to stop and ask God, what is my part in this? Is there something I can do? Is there something you want me to do to help? And then we communicate lovingly to that person, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I can do. Maybe you're in a situation already where you've taken responsibility for someone. You've already jumped in out of compulsion, trying to help. You're, you're taking care of their every need. You're getting a little frustrated because they're not starting to take responsibility for themselves. It is not too late. You can stop now and ask God for wisdom in what is your part and then lovingly communicate to them, you know what? I've jumped in because I love you and I want to help. But I've also now taken time to ask God, what does he want me to do? And I feel like this is what he's directed me to do and this is what I can do for you. I can't take care of everything, but I can do this. And you know what? Then you need to be ready. Because when we put boundaries in place, sometimes People don't like it, especially if you're already in that place where you've been taking care of everything for them. And so be prepared to stand your ground firmly and lovingly, not to get into arguments or anything like that. Boundaries are not to get into arguments over. Boundaries are to bring peace and love into a situation. 
And so we can set clear boundaries, we can communicate those things, and then we just stand lovingly firm, even if they don't respond well. And then we can continue to encourage them, to tell them, I'm here to love you, but this is what I can do. We might even recommend other resources to them, but then let them be the one to take the responsibility to follow up on those resources. Ladies, we like to rescue, and we want to do all the legwork to help someone, but if we're not letting them take responsibility, we're not loving as God asks us to love. All right? All right. If we take on more than we should, you know what happens? We end up becoming resentful. And we end up possibly putting ourselves and our family in a situation of hardship. And then over time, that resentment grows. We end up blaming that person, and we very well may destroy a relationship. Boundaries help maintain healthy relationships. All right, let's look at another scriptural boundary. You know, the Bible says that God does not honor those who refuse to listen to godly counsel. In Proverbs 13, 18, in the Message Bible, it says, ignore the word and suffer. Wow. All throughout Proverbs, it says, those who ignore godly counsel are fools. Maybe you've tried to give godly counsel to someone who rejected it, and it's breaking your heart. Because you know if they just did things differently, they would have a different result. They would be in a different place, and you want better for them. Have you ever been there? You know if someone just changed their course a bit, they could be doing so much better. It's heartbreaking. You know what? We need to remember, as much as it breaks our heart, it breaks God's heart even more. And he knows that he has better for them. So what do we do? First of all, we need to step back. And we need to stop and ask ourselves, did they ask for our counsel? Because very often we want to give it when they didn't ask. And if they didn't ask, they probably don't want it. And even if they did ask and they're not doing it, they probably didn't really want it. Throughout scripture, we see the importance of godly counsel, but people have to want it for themselves. They have to want to change. You can't change for them. You can't change their situation for them. We have to love them enough to pray for them and trust God to turn their heart and turn their course, okay? Another scriptural boundary, the word makes it clear that we need to own our choices and not take on offenses. You know, in Matthew 20, where uh, we read the parable and the worker agreed to work for a certain wage, but then he got angry because another got the same wage who didn't work as many hours as he did. Maybe you know someone who's made a commitment that they now think is unfair. 
Maybe you know someone who's overcommitted and they're totally worn out and constantly complaining and angry with the one that they made that commitment to. Throughout scripture, people are reminded to take responsibility for their own choices. Now, when we see someone in a situation like this and we want to love them, we want to extend the love of God to them, what is usually the first thing that we do? We jump on their soapbox. We feel sorry for them. We want to defend them. Don't you see what she's doing, how hard she's working? We take up their cause. We take up their offense. And that is not loving them. We need to stop and realize they've probably overcommitted themselves. And the best thing that we can do is to help them see that and encourage them to seek God, say, okay, what things should I let go of? What things should I not be carrying right now? We need to have a boundary that says, I refuse to pick up anyone else's offense. That is truly loving them. We are not helping them when we pick up their offense. Boundaries will help us from getting sucked into the drama. Do any of you ever feel like your life just goes from drama to drama to drama to drama? There's so much drama going on around you, and you keep getting sucked into all the drama. And you're all being so polite and, and smiling and being pious today. But I know that so many women feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much drama in life. Boundaries will help us and protect us from getting sucked into the drama around us. Okay? Anybody want to keep from getting sucked into the drama around you? Fantastic. One person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know there's more of you. All right, let's look at another boundary. Jesus limited his exposure to evil and unrepentant people. Hmm. You know, we all have people in our life who are living ungodly lives because they're unsaved. And they don't know how to live a godly life. Of course they're going to live an ungodly life. So what are appropriate boundaries with them? We want to reach them. We want to be an example to them. How do we know what is an appropriate boundary? And look at these verses in 1 Corinthians 5. It says, I wrote you in my... I'm sorry, in verse 9. It says, I wrote you in my previous letter not to associate closely and habitually with unchaste, impure people. Not meaning, of course, that you must altogether shun the immoral people of this world or the greedy graspers and cheats and thieves or idolaters, since otherwise you would need to get out of the world and human society altogether. Now, these two verses right here are talking about those who don't know God, those who are behaving ungodly because they don't have a relationship with God. They don't know how to behave godly. Jesus associated with them, but he did not pull them into his closest circle. I like that in verse 9 how it says, uh, 
not to associate closely and habitually. These are not the ones that we're going to pull into our closest circle. We can have different levels of relationships. Yes, we want to be an example. We want to be a light that shines the love of God into their lives. But they're not going to be the ones that we spend all of our time with, that are our confidants, that we pull into our closest circle. All right? But then, verse 11, it continues, and it talks about a different group of people. But now I write to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of Christian brother. If he is known to be guilty of immorality or greed or is an idolater whose soul is devoted to any object that usurps the place of God, or is a person with a foul tongue, railing, abusing, reviling, slandering, or is a drunkard or a swindler or a robber? No, you must not so much as eat with such a person. Wow, now this is talking about people who call themselves Christians, but are behaving in an ungodly manner. Now, let me say this. We are all at a different place in our journey, and we all have been walking with God different lengths of time and, and have different levels of maturity in the Word and in relationship with God, and that is to be expected. And we don't mature when we commit ourselves to God just right overnight and everything changes. There is a process that we walk out, but that's not what this verse is talking about. It's not talking about new believers who don't know differently. This is talking about believers believers who know the truth, who know the right way, and are willfully ignoring it, willfully rejecting the behavior that God asked them to live, the lifestyle that God asked them to live. And you know what, ladies? So very often, I see Christian women who hold these kinds of believers in their closest circle as their dearest friends. Maybe they grew up with them. Maybe they've known them for a long time. And we make excuses. Oh, well, they're just kind of going through a hard time right now. And we cover for them. And we make excuses for them. The word of God is really clear right here. And we need to recognize that God is asking us to draw a boundary here. A boundary that is for our good. All of God's boundaries are for our good. And a boundary that is also for their good. Because if we pull them into the closest circle of our relationships, that relationship brings approval and that relationship enables that behavior, that lifestyle. And you know what? Sometimes it feels unloving to have to draw boundaries in relationships like that. But you know what? God loves us enough to give us a will. And we need to love others enough to let them make their own choices. But we also need to love ourselves enough to let God's word set the boundaries in our lives. And so sometimes in relationships like this, we need to withdraw a bit. Have you ever had to pull yourself away from a relationship? Sometimes we just need to withdraw a bit. We don't need to make a huge, big stink. You're in sin. You're not living right. I 
can't associate with you, that is not loving, okay? <laughs> but sometimes we can just simply withdraw a bit, stop initiating the contact, and you know what? Sometimes that's all it takes because they know. They know the truth. They know they're not living right. And other times, they may press us and want to know, what's going on? Why, why are you pulling away? And we need to be able to be loving enough to have healthy communication with them and just let them know that there are things that we're not comfortable with. And it is okay to lovingly say that. And you know what? Then we might encounter times where they press us even more. Well, what? You think you're better than I am? You know, we need to be prepared because these things happen. <laughs> no, I don't at all. But I know that I just want to do whatever I can do to put God's word to work in my life. And I am doing my best. I am on a journey. And I would love for you to be on the journey with me. But I can't be on that journey with you. And we can still love them, but a bit more from a distance. Does that make sense? All right. Okay. What about someone who speaks to you with lies and slander and ridicule and sarcasm, demeaning you and putting you down? Anybody ever had someone like that in your life? All right, what does the Bible say? How do we extend love to them? The Bible says that one who speaks slander is a fool, to put away that kind of speech. So when we're in a situation like that, what do we do? Our first response is generally to lash back at them, right? They're yelling at us, we end up yelling back at them. If they're spewing ugly things at us, we end up spewing ugly things at them. That is not love, ladies. <laughs> and it is not enforcing a boundary. Because when we end up treating someone in a way that we don't want to be treated, we just disabled our boundary, all right? So we need to stop and just lovingly communicate with that person. You know what? I, I won't be spoken to that way. And it's okay to say that, just lovingly. We don't need to get upset. We don't need to throw a fit. We can just say, oh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to be spoken to that way. And then what do we need to do? Because they'll probably still continue on. We need to remove ourselves from the conversation. That might mean, you know what, I can't have this conversation right now. I'm not going to be spoken to that way, but I love you. I'll talk to you later. It might mean having to leave somewhere if we're out somewhere with someone who is doing that. It might mean we need to just lovingly say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to be spoken that way, so I'll see you later and leave. And sometimes we we don't like that. And we get upset, well, why should I have to leave? And then we retaliate and jump back in and make the cycle go on and on and on. But you know what? That momentary inconvenience, that momentary sacrifice is well worth the health that that boundary will bring into our life. Maybe it's just a matter of removing ourselves from the conversation by going into another room. 
and we can simply say, oh, you know what, I, I'm not going to be spoken to that way, so I'll see you later and go in the other room. Now they might follow you into the other room. <laughs> There's still another room where you came from. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, maybe you didn't hear me. I'm not going to be spoken to that way. I won't speak to you that way. And so I'd appreciate it if you don't speak to me that way. Boundaries don't get angry. Boundaries don't uh, retaliate, aren't vengeful, okay? Boundaries are to protect us, and we respond out of love. Okay, so we need to understand that we enforce those boundaries through loving communication and through our action. And sometimes it means removing ourselves from a conversation or a situation. And then what do we do after that? We do it all over again, and then we do it all over again, and then we do it all over again, and then we do it all over again. And it might mean in situations like this, if there's someone in our life like this, it might mean we need to do this repeatedly over and over and over and over again. But we are, we're, it's not that we're trying to control that person, we're controlling what we're letting in to our hearts. We're not gonna let the turmoil into our hearts. We're not going to let the spewing, the negativity into our hearts. We need to have that boundary there for our protection. Okay? All right. Now, you might be asking, well, we've talked about several scriptural boundaries that are things that we shouldn't do and that we shouldn't allow, but aren't we supposed to love each other? Aren't we supposed to carry each other's burdens? Well, let's just quickly take a look at that verse. It's in Galatians 6. And in Galatians 6, verse 1, it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ. That's the law of love. Oh, so we're supposed to bear each other's burdens. That's how we love each other. See, I knew it was in there. I can take care of everything for people. I can carry their burdens. I can take care of them. I can rescue them. We read that verse, and that's what we, we go back to. But let's look down at verse 5. It says, for each one shall bear his own load. Hmm. Huh. So... Are we supposed to carry their burdens, or is each person supposed to carry their own load? What does it mean? Well, in verse 2, where it says burden, it literally is referring to an abundant, excessive weight. There will be times in life that there is an excessive thing, an extreme situation that someone is going through, and there is a load that is is huge, that is like that boulder that they cannot carry on their own. And yes, we are called to come alongside our brothers and sisters and help and carry that load with them. Not for them, but with them. And then in verse 5, the word load, it literally means obligations or responsibilities. So yes, we come along and we carry help carry that excessive weight, but the daily responsibilities and obligations that we all have, we are to carry our own. He's asked us to take responsibility 
for our own lives and our own obligations. Does that make sense? All right. In every situation, you know, there is something that we can do to extend the love of God. However, we have to stop and know what God's word says for that situation. And we need to ask him what our part is. Loving others does not mean that we do everything for everyone. It does not mean that we rescue everyone from everything that they've gotten themselves into. We can do ourselves and those around us harm if we are not careful. We need to love wisely. I want us just to think really quickly about the effects of unenforced boundaries. What happens? When we don't enforce those boundaries, we get hurt, we get resentful, we get angry, we get bad attitudes, we blame others. Now think about this. We originally set boundaries in place to define us as a healthy Christian, to keep us on track in, in a healthy walk with God. But when we don't enforce those boundaries, we end up becoming just the opposite because we allow all kinds of negativity into our lives. That resentment, that anger, that hurt, it all comes pouring into our lives when we don't enforce our boundaries. We have no right to resent someone when we haven't done our part to establish and enforce boundaries in our lives. And maybe you're here this morning, and maybe there's a lot of hurt that's built up in your life. Maybe there's a lot of anger and angry attitudes towards others and pain because you haven't set boundaries in the past. Can I tell you, it is not too late to start. It is never too late to start setting boundaries. But it's up to us. We're the only one who can do it. We need to take all that negativity, all the stuff that's poured into our lives, the bad that the boundaries we're supposed to be keeping out, we need to take it all, and we need to pour it out at the feet of Jesus. And you know what that means? Getting alone, getting some time, where you can just talk to him about all of it. Tell him all about it. Pour it out. And give it to him. And say, okay, now, God, show me. Show me how to set scriptural, godly boundaries in this area, in these areas of my life. It's never too late. All of us need to carve out time to establish boundaries, to recognize who am I? Are the boundaries of my life existent? Are they defining me as a valuable daughter of God? If not, we need to figure out what boundaries we need to put in place that will define us in the way that God defines us. I just encourage you, even before the day is out, get some time alone with God to define some boundaries in your life. We all need boundaries, all right? 
I want us to pray together. Do you just close your eyes for a moment? And you know, maybe you're here and and you say, yeah, I haven't had boundaries where I needed to. And I've really let some stuff in that doesn't need to be there. I just, I especially want to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hand? Nobody's looking around, if that's you. Wow, okay. All right. Today's the day. It's not too late to start. Maybe you're in a situation right now and you say, wow, I have got to set some boundaries today. This is critical. This is critical for me. I know I need to establish boundaries before I go further. If that's you, just slip up your hand. Okay. All right. Let's just pray together. Father, God, I just, I thank you for the wisdom of your word. God, we're so grateful that you teach us through your word. And Father, God, I pray that you would help us to be women who would love wisely, who wouldn't just go through life without boundaries, getting overwhelmed and and getting ourselves into unhealthy situations. But God, I pray that you would help us to establish godly, scriptural boundaries in our lives. Thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit as our helper to do that. And God, we call on you for help. And Father, right now, I pray for those who have not had boundaries in place and as a result, hurt and pain and negativity and and all kinds of things that don't need to be there have gotten in. God, I just pray for them right now. And Father, I'm asking that you would bring healing. Father, I pray that they would, would pour it all out to you, God. And as they do, God, that you pour in your healing. And Father, I pray that you would help them to take responsibility for their own heart, to guard it, to protect it as you ask us to. Not with a hardness, not with with unhealthy walls, but with godly boundaries. And Father, God, I just ask that you would give them wisdom every step of the way. Show them how. And God, show them how to keep those boundaries enforced and to live free with peace like they've never experienced before. Father, help each and every one of us to set boundaries in place now, even before we get into situations where we need them, that they'd already be in place, that we would have godly boundaries that would define us as your valuable daughters, that we would refuse to let things in that don't need to be in, God. God, help us to be women who take responsibility for our lives, for our hearts. God, teach us Teach us how to have your boundaries established. Teach us how to enforce them, God. Teach us how to love wisely.
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Ladies, I just want to.